Cali Sober was created to provide a better alternative to alcohol. No dependence, no ulcers, no liver damage, no nights you want to forget, and mornings asking, what happened? We only use non-synthetic, all-natural Delta 9 THC derived from the hemp plant. It's the real deal. With the same chill buzz you'd expect from THC, best of all, Cali Sober is federally legal because it is made with the hemp-derived THC, which is a legal substance under the 2018 Farm Bill. Call your Lipman Brothers rep now for a sample or pick it up at your favorite package store. Cali Sober, the totally legal THC-infused mocktail. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. We are powered by Gordon Food Service. And man, am I excited to welcome back our amazing co-host, Caroline Galzen. She just announced that she's doing a new event space over there at Nikki's Coal Fired, and that is very exciting. So we're just so excited to have her back in this episode. Today, we are talking to Victor Albisu, and he is the owner of Taco Bamba. This is his 13th location, and they're going to be opening in the Green Hills area in the old uh, payway spot. And so that's going to be coming soon. We're, this conversation's a lot of fun with him. and Interesting, interesting conversation with Chef Victor Albisu. And this is Valentine's Day week. Oh, yeah, Valentine's Day week. I don't know, do you love or hate Valentine's Day? This is one of those weird holidays. We've talked about it every single year. And this year, I'm going to lean into Valentine's Day. I'm going to lean in because it's going to be fun. We're actually going to be going the day after Valentine's Day, taking the kids to Memphis. We're going to see the Grizzlies play because my uh, they're playing the Bucks, and my kid is a big uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, I can't say the guy's last name. I'm, I'm terrible at it. I can never say it the right way. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think that's how you say it. He is the player for the Bucks. Anyway. We're going to go do that. That's going to be kind of our Valentine's Day trip. But I thought this would be fun this year, that we could give some Valentine's Day tips. So if you are going to be going out to eat or if you are with somebody and you're going to be going out to eat, there are some tips and tricks to be of, to, to make sure that you pay attention to while you are out dining. So avoid raw onions, garlic, and radish. Duh, right? Like everybody knows that. Also, curry, cumin, and fish can cause bad breath. Uh, this article I read also said stay away from cauliflower and beans because you do not want flatulence. Now, this is an interesting one, too. When it comes to flatulence on dates, I know that's... <laughs> Chewing too fast can also cause gas and that is a big issue um for restaurant people because you know one thing that i do is i eat really quickly i i don't ever have like just oh i'm gonna sit and 
eat a relaxing meal. It's just going to be delicious. And I just, I just don't. So I tend to eat fast. And every time I'm out to eat with people, I'm like already done. And they're like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, this is how I eat. This is what I do. So if you're on a date or you're going out on a date for Valentine's Day and you are a restaurant person, slow down. Slow down what you're eating to reduce uh, gas. Yeah. Also, avoid messy foods. No soupy dumplings or like humongous leafy burgers that might, you know, have condiments that spill or just that are very difficult to eat, that are, you look silly eating them. They're hard to eat. Super messy foods. Stay away from those. Also, another fun tip if you're somewhere, order foods that you can share. Right, so if you have foods that you can share, it's fun to share food. You can talk about it. Ah, do you like that? I don't like that. Do you think this is good? Do you think that is good? You can learn so much about somebody from the foods they have. And I, I tell you what, I'm going to tell you a story on my first date with my wife. And this is a funny story. And she's will probably kill me for telling the story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. We went to Sapphire. Sapphire was a restaurant in the factory in Franklin. I believe they're bringing Sapphire back. But this is in 2003. Uh, We had our 20-year anniversary of our first date last year. And we went to Sapphire. And I wanted Bad Byron's Butt Rub Prime Rib. And she said, I think I'm going to have the same thing. And I said, oh, well, then I'll get something different. And she goes, why? And I go, because we can't order the same thing. And she looked at me like I had a horn growing out of my head. And she was like, why can't we order the same thing? I'm like, because I may want to try yours. And she looked at me like, you're not going to try my food. This is a first date. Uh, and then I said I was getting a dish with sauces. And she said, I don't like sauces. I don't eat sauces. So this is how young we were 20 plus years ago on our first date and she doesn't like sauces and we can't order the same thing to this day. It is a joke when we go out to eat that if she orders something, I'm like, Ooh, I think I'm gonna have that too. And she looks like you can't eat the same thing to this day. And now we just share everything that we, we just, we're just like an old couple and we order food and we just share everything. And it's funny, but if you're on a date, that's a fun thing to do is to share food. Long story to, to do that. And if you're in Nashville, there's a lot of stuff to be done this Valentine's Day. Uh, Head over to NashvilleLifestyles.com. They have an article just put out a couple days ago called 45 plus things to do this Valentine's Day in Nashville. From romantic staycation packages to festive food and drink specials, they've rounded up some of the best things to do in Valentine's Day in Music City. I will do a shameless self-promotion right now. And I will tell you that if you want to go low-key, you like fajitas at Chago's Cantina. This is our first Valentine's Day. We have no idea what to expect. But we are doing a two-person prefix meal Uh it's fajitas for two. I think you get like a margarita, you get some queso, and it's $39.99. So 20 bucks a person to go have Valentine's dinner. And we are taking reservations on Resi. So I don't know how many we have so far. I don't think we're full, but you should go check it out. And that would be fun. And uh, love to see you over at Chago's Cantina in Belmont. There's a lot of really fun things going on. Uh, Coming up soon, there is a uh, Mardi Gras. There's a great article in the scene 
that the great places to do Mardi Gras. And I'm going to do another shameless promotion for Nikki's Coal Fire. They are doing a full uh, Mardi Gras special in uh, Nikki's Loves NOLA is what I believe it is called. And if you are from New Orleans or you are hankering for Mardi Gras celebrations, go look it up. Go to Nikki's um, coalfire.com and check it out because they're doing some really cool stuff over there. All right, Valentine's Day. Guys, I know it's busy as hell out there. I'm rooting for you. Go make a ton of money. Hopefully, everybody is cool. Valentine's Day is on a Wednesday, so hopefully this past weekend you guys were busy, and hopefully this coming weekend you're going to be busy. Make a ton of money because I know it's been slow out there, so um, uh, hopefully it all works out. And I want you to enjoy this episode right now with Victor Albisu. Super excited today to welcome in Victor Albisu, and he is the owner of Taco Bamba, coming to the Green Hills area. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, Chef. Thank you so much. Thank you. And hello, Caroline Galzen. Hi, I'm back. She is back. It's been like a four-episode hiatus that I've been just doing episodes. And I cannot tell you how excited I am to have you sitting next to me. Oh, wow. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here with you guys today. There seems to be a lot of excitement in the room. Lots of it. <laughs> the, it's the frenetic it's palpable, energy. Palpable. <laughs> we have a lot of people in the room here today. We don't have this many people. We have next to you over here is Jen. Jen. And what is Jen's title and role in the company? Oh. Um... Jen has been with me for since the beginning of any sort of uh, um, you know entrepreneurial endeavors. She has seen me through as a publicist and then grown uh, past everybody in my company to be pretty much you know she's I guess I would say she's definitely like our chief strategy officer at this point if we have that kind of thing in our company. She acts basically as the president of the company, so it's all of those things. She does everything. Well, we're, we're glad to have you here today, too, Jen. Yeah, please. Say hi. You're I'm on. glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> there you Thanks go. for having okay. us. And we're going to take her off mic because yeah. she's going to be hanging out in the background. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm sure we'll jump in. You'll to know talk when to she wants as... to be on. <laughs> and then we also have some representatives from your PR firm, Brand House. Hi, ladies. Hi. <laughs> they're in the back. They don't have microphones, but they're here to kind of hang out. So is it Vic or Victor? It's definitely not Vic. Um, so Victor's fine. Victor yeah. Albisu. Yeah. Okay, so we did this great pop-up last night at Bastion. And um, tell me about Taco Bamba. Tell me about, give me your 90-second, like, elevator pitch. I don't have those, but I'll tell you that um, Bamba is something that grew kind of in the shadows of my career, kind of like on, on the side. I opened Taco Bomb at the same time I opened Del Campo um, in D.C. So in classic, um, you know, uh, Victor fashion, I guess you would say, I uh, overwhelmed myself out of the gate. And I wanted to go after some, you know, big thing with a big downtown 6,000 square foot D.C. restaurant, 200 seats. And at the same time, uh, Taco Bomb delivered on, um, and they in a little strip mall in Falls Church, Virginia, and um, it taught me a lot. This, this this journey taught me a lot because I didn't put a lot of focus on Bamba. It was kind of like it just fell out of my head and it turned into a, a thing. And it was just allowed to to grow. Like, you know, like a, 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 I tell everybody now, 
that this experience has shown me that ideas are super like alive and uh they're they're uh they can kind of teach you if you let them because i went to del campo and i you know i was on the search for all the things right all the things a chef want a young chef wants and and i got most of them um what are the things a young chef wants a young chef wants to get best new restaurant in esquire magazine or chef of the year uh and james beard award i have multiple nominations but again um not 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 to downplay anything it's just not my path anymore like it's a you know all those things are kind of a side effect of how you live and how you do and um i i was so kind of egoic and uh you know kind of controlling of that restaurant and uh everything was about it was me and I, so, like, I let del campo del campo yeah and um what's funny is that i, I basically strangled it to the ground <laughs> <laughs> i was so like over overly interested you know in, into it and then bomba was kind of on the side and it just before you knew it it was a sonic boom of people that were lining up at a 1200 square foot store and i'm like I, you know, I, I, I didn't know how to get my hands around it, you know, it, so it was, it, it definitely taught me a lot, and, you know, I, I didn't even believe the hype for the first three years, I mean, I'm, ta- I'm talking about, you know, not to get into numbers or anything, but, you know, the first year at Taco Bamba, it's literally, you can't see it from the street, it's in a, like, kind of an old Latin, like, center, my mom has a bodega in the same center with a butcher shop, and it's very humble, and, uh man it uh it went the first year we you know we we didn't do even like a million bucks or whatever in sales and uh but we were still like high-fiving each other i mean we it was you know it's a thousand feet and you can't see it uh (laughs) from anywhere right and it's caught in between nowhere and then like the that second year we, we like tripled in volume and the people were eating on the street people were eating on the cars people were eating they would bring their tables because there's no there were no tables People uh, would bring tables? Bring the tables out of their cars. Yeah, it was madness. And they would just set up because there's no rules in that little center. You know, no one's paying attention. And and so I was like, what is happening here? And so I, I really didn't believe the hype for a couple of years. I'm like, this is just, you know, I'm going to wait. Everybody's opening restaurants. And this was at a time really where chefs weren't super into having little offshoots like this. Like, it was What all, year was this? This was 2013. So you didn't really hear about chefs with fast casual restaurants back then. And uh, you, I was trying not for anyone to hear about me with a fast casual restaurant. So that was kind of another interesting twist. It was kind of like, well, this might derail. Why that. did you do it? I mean, if you have Del Campo, you have all of this, this big, fine dining, massive thing that's your, like you said, an egoic kind of a, yeah. this is me. Yeah. Why even do That's Del a Bamba? question I have no answer to. Yeah, that those are... So all of it, uh, with regards to Taco Bamba, has been like that. It's been um, this this other thing. It, I, I don't have an answer for why. I don't have an answer for how the name came about. I don't have an answer for 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 any of it. it just all fell out. It just all started happening. And are um, you spiritual? Do you believe this is like just something that was meant for you? Um, that you can't explain. I, I don't. I maybe I don't think on those terms. I, I mean. Yes, the first question, um, kind of. And, uh, yeah, I mean, these things just have, like I told you, I, I believe that creativity is alive. And I believe that, you know, it's a, it's an important lesson to learn. But when you when you allow your creativity to, 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 to show you, 
It's very difficult because you want to you you want to say that it's you leading that it doesn't work that way. Not not in my life. In my life, it's the other way around. In my life, things that kind of fall out of my head, I have to like stare at them and see what happens. And then they have grown. Like right now, it's thir- about to be thirteen times different rest. I mean, Taco Bamba is a different restaurant in every restaurant. Also, every every Taco Bamba has a different menu. Every Taco Bamba has a different has different artwork, has different layout, has a different footprint. So. The idea that we're scaling like a fast casual concept, you know, isn't really, isn't really what we're doing, right? We're scaling creativity. We're scaling, um, you know, we're we're a group of people scaling um, uh, these creative thoughts, and everything's on the table, from artwork to flooring to there's no, you know, there's just no boundaries for us, really. I'm gonna. I could take this 14 different directions, but I'm going to go the easy route because I was talking <laughs> to Jen last night and I had such a wonderful time at the pop-up, awesome. but I got this really cool shirt. That's a good one. Right. And this is the lucky 13 location, That's right. Yeah. right? Yeah. Nashville. So lucky 13. she's wearing it and this, I'll show you the shirt right here. It says Taco Bamba records, chef Victor Albisu, <laughs> yeah. prepare your mouth. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> prepare your mouth. Yeah. Um, she told me that you used to be a musician and yeah. each used to be, would be the, uh, used to be yeah. a musician, but yeah. each different version of Taco Bamba has its own menu and it's almost like a different album. Like each, each yeah. one, like this is your 13th album and there's all new songs on this album. And she kind of mentioned the word set list, but I feel like these are each individual albums that you have that are all their own individual creativity, but their own individual songs, which is your menu. Is that just an organic thing that happened? Like, yeah. tell me about that. Yeah. So uh, it's absolutely, um, you know, I, I'm a big music fan. Uh, and um, and so another reason that I, I connect so well here, I, or I feel... Uh, I feel very warm and fuzzy in Nashville. I like I like it here very much, and uh, but yes, the to to me each and individual store is its own set list or its own album. I see it in that way. I, I don't force it that it's just how it, it's happening. Um, you know, if I didn't have it more to give, I wouldn't give it. Uh, you know, I would just be doing. I, I would just be done at five stores, two stores. So literally, we're we're going from Nashville. Uh, we're, 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 con- we're continuing growing like one after the other, after the other. And it just keeps going, right? We, we keep creating, we keep needing to put out different artwork, different food, all that kind of stuff is all linked to it. So it's more about, these are all just kind of side effects of how we do it. Uh, but it definitely feels like that. You know, I'm a big Pearl Jam fan. I've been for, for a long time. Right. So that's my uh, guy. Yeah. I knew I liked so, you. So, so, so I was, you know, always very, very inspired by them because, um, whether you like their music or not, w- one of the coolest things ab- about them is that there's never a similar show. Every show has its own um, set list. Yeah, right. You can never, you never know what to expect. I've, I've gone there where people. I've gone to shows. I've gone to like thirty pro jam shows. Right. So, and I still feel like it's not enough. I meant like fifteen, uh, but okay. <laughs> you're, you you got me on that. Yeah, I've been everywhere. I've been to Amsterdam to see them. I've been <sighs> to, to I've been all over the place. Um, and uh, I'm just inspired by that. I'm inspired by, you know, keeping it that fresh uh, all the time with the, the same material and putting it in different ways and, and presenting it in different ways. Uh, you know, and, you know, it, 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 you know, 
when I first opened Bamba, uh, when I first opened my second location uh, of Taco Bamba in Vienna, Virginia, people walked in and literally like a few people really were pissed that we didn't have the, the same thing, the same things on the menu. I mean, really like the read me the riot act. All right. And, um, um, so it, it was, uh, you know, uh, one of those things. And I was, and then everybody around me was like, you better put all those things on. Right. As restaurant people do. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not, I mean, you run this then, you know, I, I mean, that, 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 that's how it feels to me. I, I uh, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it this way. And, you know, if it fails, it fails. You know? I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm not, that's not interesting to me, you know? So, so I think the success of the brand comes kind of in that space where, you know, I kind of don't care uh, in, in uh, about what <laughs> people want. <laughs> now, is that ego or is, is that, that, is that ego or is that courage? Because uh, I mean, there's, this got to come from somewhere. No, Somebody just, is a trailblazer it, around you ego. who's like, I don't care. It might be, I don't know. I, I, I don't see it as ego. I see it as just allowing the growth to be the growth. Right. So uh, I, 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 you know, if I have all these, I mean, the amount of food that, I mean, the, the menu's already big. And, you know, when we, when we first started, that was during the times where, <clears throat> excuse me, Gordon Ramsay was doing, you know, fixing people's lives by just making one nice burger or like a nice roast chicken with fries, right? This is all you need. You don't need this big menu. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, how many people want just one piece of roast chicken, you know? So I was like, let me let me get after it and let me create something that's, you know, vastly not that, you know? It's, it's just, I didn't do it on purpose, but that's, it just linked up that way for me. So, so for me, it was a, it's always about that. It's always about how much we have to 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 give on on this level. Hey, I've got to fix a quick technical issue. We're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back in just a second. In this episode shortly, you're going to hear Chef talk about a broker who helped him find the location that his restaurant is going in. If you need a broker and you're looking for that location, you need to look no further because Chandler James retail team at Lee and Associates is the best out there. Miller Chandler and Leanne James are local Nashville natives who know every aspect of this city and they are here to help you. They can help you find and negotiate terms on your next restaurant location and they represent both retail tenants and landlords in the market. They can also help you with the lease versus buy decisions and act as your leasing agent should you ever decide to go all in and purchase commercial real estate. Now, here's how you get a hold of them. You're going to send an email to M Chandler. That's M-C-H-A-N-D-L-E-R at Lee-Associates.com. Or if you want to talk with Leanne James, she's L James at Lee-Associates.com. Or you can check the show notes for phone numbers, but that is the Chandler James team over at Lee and Associates for all of your broker needs to find your next restaurant or retail space. Unleash the Wolf with Campo Bravo Tequila. Campo Bravo is a 100% agave tequila with a bold, smooth flavor, perfect for sipping neat as a shot or in cocktails. Campo Bravo is also certified additive free, which means there are no artificial flavors or sweeteners in Campo Bravo like there are in many other brands. Campo Bravo gives you all the bold, smooth flavor you want in a tequila with nothing you don't. 
Campo Bravo is actually truly farm-to-bottle tequila, meaning our fifth-generation agave farmers meticulously control entire production process from the farm to the bottle to give you the highest quality handcrafted tequila. Order through best brands, and please remember to drink responsibly. So I'm curious to hear a little bit more about kind of um, the how it happened for you to have your first restaurant and then transition fully into the taco concept what was kind of that journey for you yeah so um del campo is kind of the restaurant i've always wanted to open uh del campo was a restaurant that um you know i i trained um in you know i trained in paris and and really uh you know at the cordon bleu and i worked in 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 restaurants in france and then you know came back started doing my tour of dc and and uh, as, as a cook, sous chef, chef de cuisine. Uh, and my, my final job was at BLT Steak, which in D.C. Uh, was a very impactful restaurant um, when, when it got there. It was the first one outside of New York for them, and it was, it was a real honor to, 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 to head that kitchen up. Um, it, it quickly became one of the best restaurants in the city, uh, and, um, you know, we came together real nice in, in that package. And, you know, I always wanted uh, to, to build on all that success, and so... After I left BLT, we we uh, we started Del Campo. Um, a year later, I think we had it open. Right, it was like thirteen months later. So lucky thirteen again. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was it, and it was quite the journey, man. It was you know it, on so many levels. It what was, kind of restaurant was it? For? It was a South American, like an upscale South American grill, um, and it, it it came exactly at the time that the food truck craze came to mm. DC right at the same time. So all of a sudden we opened this big restaurant with all these plans and then nobody was coming for lunch to any restaurants in DC anymore. Everything just, you know, everybody started eating, you know, uh, lo mein out of, uh, <laughs> or whatever out of, out of trucks for some reason, because that's so fun. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so, so, uh, but at the same time I opened uh, Taco Bamba, you know, way out in, in, in kind of the, the, the suburbs uh, because my mom, my mom was actually having this little like spat with somebody in her center. My mom's had this uh, Plaza Latina, which is a butcher shop in Bodega in, in Fall Street, Virginia, and she's had it since I was a kid. Um, and and, uh, and this guy, you know, had a dollar store and was selling all her products. And like, you know, it was just like a little. She was she was not happy about it, so she talked to the landlords. And was like, look, as soon as that space comes available, I just want it, so you don't put anybody else in there. And then when she did that, um, I'm like, what are you going to do in there? She's like, I'm going to do a sandwich shop. And I was like, uh, I was like, let's do tacos. And she's like, what? I mean, I'm, you know, well, I'm half Cuban, half Peruvian. My mother's Peruvian. Uh, and she's like, what are we doing tacos for? Like, she says, I don't know how to do that. And uh, <laughs> it's like, like, we'll figure it out. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it, but it's, uh, that's how it started. It, just like that. With no other sort of like, we didn't do demographic studies and you know we didn't do you know uh um density evaluations and we didn't you know we just opened it you know and we're like we'll see what happens and that's i never want to let go of that i you know on some level uh i i you know as you get bigger and bigger and you know your revenue becomes this and you're 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 visible in multiple markets and all that kind of stuff all the planners descend upon you and all the people tell you um you know, this is how you're supposed to do this, and this is how you're supposed to do that. And I spend much of my time saying no thank you to all of that stuff uh, and going by how it feels. 
and how it looks. And uh, that's, that's, uh, and now I'm here talking to you uh, <laughs> with, with this headphone off. Are most of your locations right now in the D.C. area? Yeah, the majority are in Virginia. Um, <clears throat> we have uh, 11, two in Maryland, one in D.C., and the rest are, are strewn throughout northern Virginia. One in Raleigh um, now, which is doing great. We love that market. We love the people there, too. And uh, So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's growing, and I think it's fair to say we're, we're doing it um, our way, for sure. And how did you get to Nashville? Oh man, we we've been you know we're we're looking right, we're looking for markets, but um, we density got reports and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like it's changed now. I mean, yeah. I could guess yeah. the <laughs> I could guess that. the factors all, that went into getting you to Nashville, but I'd love to hear kind of that experience for you. Well, I mean the 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 experience went went through um, uh, you know when, when you're when you're talking to different real estate. Uh, people through uh, in, in the in, in the country and looking for different markets. We just got connected with somebody in in market here uh, that um, you know brought a ton of energy to the conversation uh, and uh, got us down here. Uh, Elliot uh, Elliot Kyle is a, a, a you know, he's awesome. I and know Elliot very well. He's actually one of my partners in yeah, my yeah. restaurant as well. I'm sure. so we have like so many I'm connections. Sure he is. I we yeah. work with Brand House. Yeah. We work with Elliot. I yeah, love Elliot's it. great. And, yeah, and, he's and, awesome. And he's the so best. So I heard him talk and and you know, we got on a plane and um looked at you know, all over you know, he showed us all of Nashville, spent time with him, talked a lot of to you know, about, you know, how vi viable our, our, our concept would be here and I, I just started feeling it. You know, nice. I started thinking you know, one of the things I like um, to uh, to say is is that I like to go places where I feel Bamba could have been born, and it definitely feels like that here. Probably m even more than some of the spaces we already operate. Like this, really lines up with us. And um, and you know, I, as I got to know the area in the Green Hills area where we're going in, in the Hill Center and. You know, it, it it's you know everybody loves East Nashville. I love East Nashville. I love hanging out there. I love a little bit of the chaos too that you may not f vibe with in East Nashville as much. That's more of a chill. So I really like the amount of traffic in Green Hills and and the amount of like I do too just like stuff <laughs> that's like happening and and you know it's, it just it has a little you know uh, chaotic vibe. I mean, we are open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We serve breakfast all day long. We, you know, we are going to have a bar, a patio. We, you know, we, I, you know, we try to be, um, you know, some something that is, is, you know, no limitations. But I remember when I first started, you couldn't go to a taqueria. You couldn't go to a taqueria and get um, three different tacos. Everywhere I went, you have to get three mm. of the same taco. And, and I would always sit at the register and be like, how come I can't get three why, different tacos? Why, I mean, it's just literally like the meat's there and the tortilla's there. I have to order three platters with rice and beans and everything. I mean, what, what's going on here? Well, we don't, that's how we do it. everywhere. I, I mean, I didn't see, a, I'm like, well, that's the first thing I'm going to change. Like, you know, and, and, uh, and, and so we did this huge a la carte menu <laughs> where everything can be, you know, it's, it's chaos, but it's controlled chaos and it's, uh, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch. Where in Green Hills are you guys going to be located? At the Hill Center in the old payway space across from Whole Foods. Awesome. Yeah, we're in that little yeah, that little that's nook. great area. Yeah, it's a little different for us, uh, but 
again, I, I just vibed with the energy of that area. And I love, and also to be honest with you, it, a couple of years ago, all right, here's a real reason I'm in Nashville. Um, is, is uh, I, I'm 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 close with uh, uh, Mr. Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, who's yeah. like, who's who's um, you know, uh, just a hero of mine, right? Of anybody that of grew up in my generation, probably. I mean, I had the keys when I was a little kid, and the whole thing, um, the ZZ Top keys. Um, and, and if I could have grown a beard at that time, I would have. But but uh, you know, he he stumbled into the original Taco Bamba in Virginia uh, when he was on tour. And called us out on stage. There's a video of it on YouTube. It's pretty nuts. And ever since then, we got in touch, and we've just always been talking. He's like, you got to come to Nashville. You got to come to Nashville. You got to go to Green Hills. There's nothing in Green Hills. You got to come to Nashville. You got to come. And so here I am in Nashville. And we'll be serving um, Mr. Billy Gibbons' uh, uh, hot sauce. Uh, in our, He has his own hot sauce, uh, Whisker Bomb, which is uh, tasty stuff. So we're definitely going to be um, uh, rocking that uh with pride uh so that's a he planted the flag he planted the seed and 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 we you know and then kind of elliot you know lassoed it the rest of the rest of the way so. well he's last time i i guess you see him around town every once in a while yeah. last time i saw him was in whole foods in green hills he was getting go. a juice there <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, and like <laughs> and it's billy Kim was like yeah, oh, that's, the that's, the, that's the man right he's there the it's easy top so i operate guy. a restaurant right down the street from from there yeah uh, called the green hills grill oh cool and it's a fantastic community yeah. and the people are amazing and it's just a, it's a that's a great spot over yeah. there good traffic amount yeah. and i mean that payway was was i'd been there several times i mean i think that that's going to be incredibly successful for you thanks i mean we'll we'll see i mean the, to me the risk is is uh, part of the the whole thing like i i you know i i, I don't think anything special comes when it's, there's a ton of planning around it i think creativity goes to die in the planning stages of anything and and so for me I, it's all about uh it's all about how it feels well it's interesting because i'm uh, i'm a, I, I quit drinking a little more than four years ago and part of the 12-step process around yeah. this is you kind of let go of shit you can't control 100%. you know there's the if i can't that's the serenity prayer right Grant me this rain to accept the things I cannot uh, change. And and there's yeah. a side of it, even with the podcast, that it wasn't a planned thing. It was something that just came up in my, I just kept thinking about it in my brain. And I asked you about the spirituality thing. Well, I just, I started praying about it. And all of a sudden it was just this, it just overwhelmed my brain with these ideas. And I went, I, I got to do this. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's going to work. I'm sure. not going to follow any guideline i love howard stern and i love listening to yeah. different inter- good long form interviews yeah. it would just be fun and it would help build the community and all of a sudden it just happened well, yeah. it wasn't a long planned out thing there was no business plan it just kind of started S- and i same same just do the next thing and just yeah. try and be creative as you go yeah i mean you know the the what you just said there is very important it's you know uh, doing something for your community for me it's you know, the only reason that we are uh, as incredibly and wildly, like, sought after, and we used to call it a cult following. Now that's just, you know, that that's just doesn't make any sense. Like, that's not, it's, it's just a following now. It, it's a big thing. Uh, and the only way we get there is by being in service to, like, one another, right? To my team, to Tom and Amin and Jen and all the people that are, that, that support this. Uh, I, this. These are all just ideas in my head. 
which I have all day long, uh, right? And they don't most stop, of do most they? of mo- yeah, but most of them don't turn in anything unless there's you know a coalition of people that are in service of it because you're in service of them. That's all the only way it works. And when you see a restaurant that has long lines at the door, uh, it's generally because um, there's multiple people working and rowing in the same direction. It's it you know and um, and believing in the same thing and 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 not just belief because belief's a weird word. For me, it's, you know, now I think it's knowledge. Now it's like, we know this works. We know that, you know, if, if, if we do this right, if we execute our product right and, 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 and we fly our colors the right way, it works. It's, it's not a, it's not a question anymore. It's, it's on us. So when it's not working, we all know it's on us. What happened? Where's, where's it going? You know, what, uh, who doesn't know, right? Who doesn't believe, right? So, so it, it's all, you know, the more, I've more people I'm in service to in my surroundings, the more people the company serves. It's a, it's all connected. It's all simple. It's very it's much more simple than 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 all that's the demographic. Do you work on an operating system? What when I mean? say that, like um, we work on EOS, the uh, Gina Wickman traction, going from being a chef who's working inside of a building. You talk about Del Campo, this huge monster to moving into being a CEO, right? Cause that's essentially now, I mean, you're not in a kitchen cooking every day. Are you? No, sir. No. I mean, I, I've you, been, I've been called a CEO for a long time now and uh, people call me the founder and all these weird things that, you know, I, you know, but I there's just, been a transition. Yeah. What was that transition like? I mean, going from that, is, was there, how much intentionality was behind that? And are you really the visionary and Jen is your integrator who's catches all your ideas and then, decides which ones you can uh, actually I think, implement. I think Jen does a lot of batting down of my, <laughs> well, uh, you know, like choosing the good ones Yeah, is what uh, she does because, uh, you know, I, I, I need that for sure. Um, every once in a while, I'll, I'll say something that, you know, or I have this great idea and then, you know, I regret it like an hour later because it just wasn't. But you have to have those. Um, bad ideas are the best. Uh, bad ideas means that the more bad ideas you have, that means that the good ones on the way. Uh, it it it, it really you can't have good ideas without have without having a bunch of bad ones. It's really, it's essential. There's always a kernel in the bad idea of something yeah. that could turn into something that is a great idea. Yeah, or the embarrassment of saying it out loud if you, if it was that bad, right? You need that. You you need that moment where you're like, oh, yeah, it didn't make any sense. And you know, like I'm an open book about that. It, it, there's, 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 there's no reason not to be. It's, 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 there's, if you're in the creative space and if you're in a creative game, all of that is, is, is viable. You know, I mean, you know, you know, I'm not going to sit and compare myself to people that I adore and respect like musically, but trust me, there, there are, you know, musicians I love that had really bad albums and really bad ideas and came back from them and, you know, and, and whatever. So, so it, it, in the creative space, um, all of that is uh, we we extend like no no judgment to, to any of those any of those failures. We we celebrate those. I think I I, I do my best to. It's very conventional, you know. Uh, it's it's hard to get. You know, we have almost oh man, we have almost oh, six hundred employees, five hundred and something employees. So that's the part where you know. Um, where you have to really if we're good at anything uh it's really inspiring that many people to understand these things that i'm telling you because the conventional mindset especially the conventional restaurant mindset is not this 
It's that guy's fault. It's this per you know, it's it's There's all, no personal accountability. It's, it's all it's the they. It's yes, them and it's, they is the problem yeah. everywhere. Oh, it's the parking. Oh no, it's the it's the you know, there's no there's no shelf for this. Oh, there's no, you know, we you know, it's all the things that, you know, and I tell everybody, uh, okay, uh, you know, we we're not complainers here. You know, we're not explainers, we're not complainers. It just doesn't work. There's nothing you can build on a complaint. Not you know, even for customers, you know, you know, I'll I'll listen to to, to things that that um I think are important for the brand, important for 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 elevating the experience. But uh complaints are uninteresting to me. Uh, on any level, you, it's like swamp. I don't like walking through swamp. You know, you can't build anything on that. You know, give me something to work with, and I will absolutely start building. And I'll, you know, and I'll bring my my cement and and figure it out. And you know, we can we could walk a nice uh, make a nice path for ourselves. But I do not. Um, you know, and, and that's that's the thing. People don't. Re- it's almost like people don't believe me. All right. You know, I'll ha- I'll have. Uh, you know, especially when you have this many restaurants and you visit them and you. You know, everyone is generally like, oh, he's going to come in and judge us. And I'm not here to judge. No. I'm literally like here to tell you, hey, good. Hey, bad. Hey, do that better. You know, and uh, thank you. Building you know? on my and, vision and, and that gra- I have for know? this thing. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm grateful that you're in service to us. I mean, that's that's really the vibe. And, you know, uh, we're, we're experiencing a high level of growth. We're experiencing a, you know, uh, we're doubling in size. I, I don't I'm, I'm bad at time. Jen knows all those dates and stuff. But you know we've we've grown quite a bit in the last few years, and uh, you know the challenge is um, the perspectives. That's really what it is is uh, is making sure that you inspire the right perspectives in your people because the the more they grow, there's a lot of self preservation in restaurants. Um, you know, I, I have to keep my job. You sometimes you see people keeping other people down so that they stay in their position. But see at Bamba, that doesn't work. Uh, at Bamba, you know, just holistically speaking, you can grow immediately if you elevate people that you're in charge of. You can grow immediately, you know. So I tell everybody, you know, I'm full of these kind of like, you know, metaphors and stuff. And I, you know, I'm like, you know, you guys, you guys are swimming, you guys are fishing at at, at the edge of the creek, and you're pulling up these little fish, and you want big fish, but they're not there. The big fish are all the way the fuck out there in the water. <laughs> Uh, and you know, and you know, the real big fish of where I am is like, I'm like harpooning whales. Right. So everybody's got to come out and give and be in service to, to what we're doing. Um, because it's, you know, it, that's what makes it important. Right. I'm not the one that makes it important. I'm not the, you know, that has nothing to do with me. It, it has to do with us. So, 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 so really it's, it's, um, it's, it, it's all about, uh, our team and our people and growing this this brand together in tandem. Are there specific things about your day-to-day operations that you think helps keep your team motivated, that helps keep that culture of, you know, striving for the best and staying on top of things and going after the big fish that, that you could point to that's been a real key to success for you? So so that's a great question. The, 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 the truth of it is, is that it's a combination of, uh, you know, um, the product is very sought after okay so the the product brings everybody to the door and it's what we do with it at that at that point in time and how we you know if we treat it conventionally people will see it conventionally if we put it in conventional spaces people will feel like it's just anything else if i was looking if you if you go to all of our stores um 
I would say maybe uh, we have, uh, well, with Green Hills, it'll be 13. We probably have four stores that are like, you know, that any other big name brand would be like, yeah, we'll go there. Everybody else, all the other stores are like, don't go there. Why would you open there? I've been laughed at. I've been, I've been told, you know, no one's going to go to that place. No one's going to, you know, over and over and over and to the point where it's like, maybe it'll work here. You know, maybe I go to these places and I'm like, this one shouldn't and everyone's like well no not that one and i'm like yeah we're coming to this this, you know because we uh, the intention for me um is to have a brand uh and to build a brand uh that is viable anywhere um that i can put anywhere if you can check that box which nobody i think I don't think that that's a conventional thought, let's say, uh, in especially in the restaurant and fast casual community, um, which I, I guess we're a part of. Uh, I want to be able to, to say I can go in a very, you know, a C or D or, you know, really like uh, they're coming for me. Yeah, they're, they're, um, they know you're here. Yeah, um, you know, in, in, a, in a, you know, not super sought after A plus location. Green Hills is that. Green Hills is an A plus location. Um, so it's actually one of the few that we're saying, okay, let's see if it works in an A plus location. <laughs> uh, so, so, so it, it's, it, it, we're, we're very much on the other side of, of, of everything, uh, thought, you know, uh, our, our, uh, you know, we're, we're very mindful of being some, a, a brand, um, uh, that's accessible to everybody. And that's interesting to, to, to everybody just from the people we're offering it to, not like we're curating it for them. Um, but it's the people we're, we're, we're presenting ourselves to, to, to me, that's, that's, God, man, that's that, that risk in that space and that, in that, in that space of thought is, is my favorite thing. Let me ask you 2024, mm. the end of 2019, 2020, we started, um, we all experienced a pandemic. Where was I for you that? You were here for that. Did you remember uh, that? <laughs> that was the, something COVID something or another yeah. happened. Yeah. I had it. I got it a few times. It nicked me. It nicked you. <laughs> but you started this in 2013. So by the time 2020 came around, how many locations did you have in 2020 when this Jen, happened? How many did we have at that time? Oh, go ahead. I think we had five. What did you do? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me, really. What was the mo- like? Yeah, that's, you've <laughs> opened eight since then, or you're about to open number eight yeah. since then. That's rough. What did you learn? Because I have this theory that during the pandemic, we found the true leaders. People who, Patrick Lencioni hasn't written the book, How to Lead Through a Pandemic Yet. And People that really made it and thrived were the people who truly had that leadership characteristic, who pivoted, who did the things. I would put Caroline in that world. I mean, she completely changed her entire concept around and thrived. Yeah. I mean, I would say you've thrived. You're still growing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank but it you. seems like you did the same thing. What is? What did you learn from that experience? And what was it like for you? Well, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I the only the only problem is that the answer is more of, of the same. Uh, the, you know, I'm very uh, stuck in the present. Uh, I don't, um, you know, when when anything's going awry for me in my life, uh, it's because 
I realize that I've stepped out of it. So I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have tons of regret of the past. I don't have tons of fear of the future. Don't really give a shit about any of those things. Uh, and the same thing past the moment where it all hit and where, you know, we might lose everything. Um, as soon as we got past that moment, I just went back to being in the present and making the best decisions I could to wade, you know, you know, hundreds of people's lives through, through, um, through that time. So I, I don't know. Yes. I think that the pandemic was one of the greatest challenges that we overcame as a company to make well, there you go. necessary changes that really catapulted the brand forward. We were planning to have, um, online ordering if you can believe this it was 2020 and we didn't have online ordering and delivery set up and we were in the stages we have that final <laughs> <laughs> jesus that's amazing we don't let you we don't let, let you look at the back end of the website <laughs> you just keep cooking <laughs> so from the pandemic you were able to establish a really robust system around delivery and takeout we were i mean again if you can believe that just four years ago, a brand like ours, a fast casual brand that does, you know, average unit volumes over $3 million had no way to do online ordering. So how did you order at Taco Bomba, right? You either had to walk your pretty little self into our store and stand in line or- And you bring a table. Th that's right. <laughs> in some of our locations. Or you had to try your luck on the phone. And I can tell you that if we oh were man. really busy, that, was my that phone just kept ringing. That was my favorite. So, so yeah, we, we were always nicked for how rude we were to people on the phone because it was just so busy. You know, you have a thousand square feet and you have 120 people lined up from within the store and outside the store. And, you know, there's only so much a cashier can do, you know. And our cashier was, you know, she was world renowned for you know, hanging up on people. <laughs> uh, and uh, sorry, I can't talk right now. I can't, and it's just hanging up the phone, and we're like, you can't do that, you know. She's like, what do you want from me? <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, Jen's absolutely right, and you know, um, it's the same thing. I, I'm, I'm, I've been, I'm telling you, is that uh, they're all opportunities, right? They're all everything's an opportunity. The worst, the worst shit's an opportunity. So that's a mindset, though. I mean, so many people this are victims this happens to me this is happening to me this is my luck Nothing. the world pandemic i just get to five restaurants and here we go this you is going down this makes me want to run out of this room right, right? Now. yeah no, but I, then I, there's I, also I opportunists who look at things and go i don't know this I is happening right now let's pivot let's accept it let's move forward it's it's back to that serenity <laughs> prayer right the things it i is. can't i can't control the pandemic what i can do is i can control my response I can't be perfect all the time, but I can be perfect in my response. And that's a, a mindset. Yeah. Where did that come from? My mother. My mother. Uh, my mother is, uh, she's a stoic, naturally, a, uh, just a never-ending, um, you know, uh, person. Uh, Make positive, it happen. Positive energy. Yeah, never. I mean, no matter how down we've been, we were never, it was never, the game was never called. It was never, it was never, and, and it was everything we could do to fix everything. It was always that. It's all I ever knew. You have siblings? I, uh, I have one brother, younger brother. A younger brother. Just two boys? Yes, he, but he's uh, quite younger than I am. She's, he's uh, 22 years younger than me. Oh, wow. Yeah. 22 years younger than you. Yeah, man. So he's like seven? <laughs> <laughs> he's like a young guy. 
No, I'm, uh, you know, yeah, I wish. No, I, he's 26. Okay. So you can do the math on Does that. Does he work one. with you? No, he doesn't. He uh he works in uh in LA. He he does uh work for TV studios and and movies and all that kind of stuff out there. So I don't really, you know, he's he's crushing is what he's doing. That's it's, awesome. He's doing great. Yeah. Well, what's your future look like? What does the next year to 5 years look like? Maybe we should ask Jen, but yeah, general, you know. Tell me what your She'll have a plan for it. I, I don't Next is Nashville. Then what are you doing? We're going back to Virginia for another store in um, Fair Oaks, Fair Lakes area, which is um, um, working our way around uh, an area that I know, uh, uh, you know, uh, so well. And uh, and looking for under underserved places that, that um, I feel really, you know, uh, could we, 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 we can click with. Uh, we're going to Richmond. Um, uh, which is another out of market for us, but uh, um, we love Richmond again. A cool, a cool spot, a, c- a city that's like quietly, quietly cool, you know. Um, and uh, Sterling, Virginia. Uh, where else are we going? Is that it? For right, right now, now yeah. Uh, w- I mean, we're looking everywhere. Um, we we want to do more in Nashville. Uh, if if it if 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 the city asks for it, you know. So we have to see how it goes and. You know, uh, I know there's, you know, a certain guy asking for many more in Nashville, but, um, you know, I, I think... The uh, beard? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Elliot. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> there uh, you sorry. go. That's the guy who's yeah, asking he's for great. it. Yeah, um, the, 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 uh, but, but, uh, and we'd love to if, if, if it makes sense and, and, you know, and, it, and people enjoy what we do, you know. You know, for all of us, you know, we, we look down um, the, the list of our, our, of our restaurants and, as of yet, you know, knock whatever uh, would it's uh, we don't have a you know we haven't we haven't yet put up a dud you know which is normal like you you actually do um, and uh, I'm not gonna wood for you uh, you know if, if, if it happens again all you know all we can do is all we can do so um, you know so f- so for us we just move forward uh, in this kind of state where it's not about you know what we're planning on you know no matter. How many people still try to tell me that it's 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 what we have in front of us and and you know uh, and letting letting our letting our 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 uh, ideas you know uh, show their wisdom um, and uh, and you know our creativity kind of lead our path you know not to overstate it but it it you know to to do a, a restaurant that is doing the highest the volumes that you can in a fast casual space and to do them all with different menus um you know it's you know it, it's interesting it's a very um i don't know if i don't know if anyone i don't I, yeah it's an interesting i've never heard I, of it yeah it's it's well it's, it's really cool yeah it doesn't exist it's 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 just an interesting endeavor to manage to know you know um you know when people see you know our sales or our, our, our p mix right everybody likes to look at their product mix uh, i never do i've i've never looked at our product mix ever I know that our number one seller, on top of all of the stuff that I'm telling you, our number one seller is like a 50 for 50% food cost for us. Uh, so imagine running a restaurant um, where, where your first two sellers are complete lost leaders you don't make any money on. What are they? Uh, the Taco Bamba and the Carne Asada. Uh, both of those. Uh, so you'll, you'll see a lot of uh, taquerias with $7, $8, $9 taco, uh, single ta- you know, asadas because it makes sense. 
the food cost it's expensive sucks right now right uh, the beef, beef is through the roof and all that kind of stuff and i'm like no we're not going over a certain threshold and if we do we have to you know we just eat it uh, because it, you know who who uh who should be expected to pay those prices for for three bites of food I, this doesn't make any sense to me um you know especially not for a taqueria taqueria is a, is a, is a humble place um and so so uh yeah a lot of it just doesn't make sense and it makes sense at the end of it you know it's it's one of those things are there um I know you said the menu is, of course, different at every location, but is there, like, a couple of favorite items that you will find at every yeah, location? Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's okay. crossovers, of course. Yeah. I the mean, breakfast empanada that I had last night was... Everybody loved that here. Beyond. That was awesome. I was like, what do you, ha- what do you so like? so good. Which talk do you like? We like the one with, you know, that was closed. The, the it's because Southern- like, <laughs> Southerners love, love a empanada. fried pie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you like that? Yeah, empan- yeah it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> the one that was closed. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like a calzone, but like a taco <laughs> calzone? What is that? <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, lady. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> see you in Green Hills. Um, <laughs> You're going to get that. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of those. You're going to uh, get that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, hey, we're going to take one more break to hear a word from our sponsors. And stay tuned because we're going to play a fun game with everybody in the studio when we get back. Y'all, today we are talking, as always, about Supersource. And you know, one cool thing about Supersource is did you know that they develop most of their cleaning products and chemicals in their in-house facility. They're environmentally conscious and only use dyes that are safe for the employees and the environment. They carry a number of products for keeping your dishes, flatware, services, floors, restrooms, laundry, basically your entire facility clean, bright, and smelling and feeling new. This is just one of the many reasons Supersource is taking over this city for dish machine and chemicals you need to call Jason Ellis. His number is 770-337-1143. And he would love it if you would give him a call and let him come down and just check out your operation, meet him, say hi, see if there's any way he can help. He is here to help you succeed. That's Jason Ellis with Supersource, 770-337-1143. Sharpie's Bakery is a locally owned and family operated wholesale bakery providing bread to Nashville's best eateries. They've been operating in Nashville since 1986, providing high quality, fresh bread daily for restaurants, catering companies, hospitals, and universities. Their bread is free from preservatives and artificial additives. Learn more at sharpies.com. That's C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S.com. Or you can give Erin Moso a call directly. Her number is 615-319-6453. That's Sharpier's Bakery. We are supported by Robbins Insurance, a local insurance agency providing customized insurance policies, sound guidance, and attentive service. Robbins Insurance is the go-to agency for hospitality professionals in Nashville. Listen, Robbins knows how hard industry professionals work every single day. They also know how devastating accidents can be, be it a grease fire that damages the kitchen, a severe storm that cuts off power, or a customer slip and fall incident. But with the extensive experience and the savvy to create a policy that protects your business from accidents like those, you can rest easy knowing that the work you've put in will not be for nothing. Visit Robin's website at robinsins.com to request a consultation or call Matthew Clements directly. His number is 863-409-9372. Protection you can trust. 
That's Robbins. One of the more interesting things about the product mix in in at Bamba is that um, we we do have some some that don't sell, and those are our favorites, right? So, you know, you know, you'll have some that'll sell like you know I don't know twelve hundred of this, and and then there's like two hundred of the one, and then over a year when you just leave, it's funny because I've I've been I've paid so little attention to this that. If you leave it alone, if you leave the dogs alone, they literally will have their day. Like I've seen, I've seen stuff that never sold that everyone's like, take that off the menu. It doesn't sell. I'm like, why? It doesn't sell. Perfect. Leave it there. You know, uh, it's what, somebody's what's it, favorite. What's it doing They're to like, you? What's, you know, and then over a year, I've seen it. I've seen it multiple times at multiple stores where they're like, oh man, that one's crushing right now. Like that's, I'm like, what? It was always like the dog. They're like, no, look at this. So, so it's like if you wear bell bottoms all the time, eventually it'll come it, back in style. Exactly. Eventually you're like, dude, you're the one who always wears those. Yeah. So it, it'll tell you that people like people, the, 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 the gateway drug at Bamba is the first couple of tacos, the easy ones, the Asada, the Bamba that that's, you know, with our name and, uh, you know, a couple of the more, the, the Al Pastor, the things that people know, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and then once we got them, they trust us and they start trying all the weird stuff and all the stuff that just shouldn't make any sense, but does. And, you know, and, and, you know, the menu's gone in so many different directions now. So all of our traditional tacos, you can get them in two different ways. You know, well, I, actually, I guess three different ways. You get them regular in a, in a corn tortilla with cilantro and, and onions, uh, or you can get them dirty style, which dirty style means whatever you get, you, we griddle it with onions and cheese and then put them on a flour tortilla with a sweet chili sauce, any of them. And those are t- ridiculous. Uh, and, <laughs> yes, please. Uh, yeah, I mean, really, really, the, the Al Pastor Dirty is like the thing at Bamba to me. It's like the anyway, the uh, and then you get them clean style. Pointing Jen, Jen likes the clean style tacos because uh, you can, you know, uh, they're they're served in a cabbage cup, and you know, we would never do anything the general that um, well, yes. It's general with a J. General with a J. So there you go. Uh, you know it's where her that came special from. taco. That is her taco, yes. Um, which has, has its own interesting story. Um, but but uh, but the cabbage cup tacos are actually as um, you know as as whatever it sounds like. I can eat like nine or ten of them because they're so good and they're fresh and like you get all the meat and you. So so all of those things work. Her taco. Yeah, her taco. I, you know, I had was ha- calling her, and her and her family were having dinner, feasting on um, s- some competitors' uh, lettuce wrapped tacos, uh, tuna tacos, and I was like, "So it's just tuna in a piece of bib lettuce, and that's a taco." And she's like, "Yeah, I eat this all the time." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? You're eating at that place all the time?" She's like, "Yes, I like this dish." I'm like you're just eating tuna and le- and you're you know f- from a place with taco in the name, and yeah I got I got you know I, I lost my uh, my zen in that moment and I you know I went to the grocery store and created the general immediately and I used cabbage and I you will stop eating at other restaurants yeah, <laughs> I, you know <laughs> you I made create <laughs> your own dish here yeah I bought a whole tray of uh, supermarket tuna uh, out of the out of the <laughs> out of the fish case. Which had a strange color on it, and I'm like, I'm just give me all of those, and uh, you know, I mixed takis. You ever eat takis? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I made a furikake out of takis, and I crushed the tuna in that with like you know uh, a sesame salsa matcha, and it turned into a real taco. And now it's like all over the place. Now I can't, st- I, now I can't get rid of it. 
Even though one of our favorite things to do is to um, remove our bestsellers uh, from <laughs> multiple menus all the time. And, uh, and then forces people to order the other stuff. Well, no, it's just we get bored of it, right? We get bored. It's like, um, it's kind of like Smells Like Teen Spirit. You know, when you, you know, it's a great song. But man, if you grew up in the era I grew up in, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. It was on MTV all day. It was, in the, you know, it's not. Scentless Apprentice so, is much better. You know, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, uh, so, so, uh, so every once in a while, we're like, why don't every, people will ask us, you know, can you bring that one back? You know, no, <laughs> it's in the vault <laughs> or we'll, or, it's, it's, or we'll it's, do it. Uh, well, I'll probably put it in Nashville where they can't get at it. You know, <laughs> something, something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, man, thank you so much for the time today. We're, we're, we've already been talking for almost an hour. What? That's how fast this goes. Yeah, I talk too much. I'm it's sorry, crazy, guys. isn't it? Yeah. Um, you guys are amazing. It's just, it's what's your favorite, fun. what's your favorite Pearl Jam album? Now from Pearl Jam, God, I got, I got to, I got to get this out because I'm very man, intrigued here. hard. That's that's a hard one, man. You know, I love the the weird ones. You know, I love Ride Act and and uh, and um, yeah, but binaural I, binaural is great. I mean, I love the 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 most recent one too. I thought it was heavy and good. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, th- I was 15 years old, I think, when 10 came out. Of 14 years old when 10 came out, and that was probably one of the most formative albums in my life. I, I was lucky enough. To see them, you know, they were going through that tour a few years back, pre-pandemic, where they were playing full albums, and I was in Philly, and everybody was feeling it, because they had played all the verses, and all of them, in it leading up to it, they hadn't played 10 all the way through yet. And you got to see them play 10? I got to see them play 10 all, <sighs> all the way through from start to finish, and then just go on to play another, you know, two hours, whatever they do. Um, it was, and it was a 10th sellout in, in the Philly Spectrum. Uh, before it was, it was. Uh, I think it was. Bu- no, no, that was in the new Philly Stadium. I saw them at the Spectrum before they tore it down a couple times too. Uh, Philly's a great place to see shows. FYI, if anybody wants to ever go there, it's a lot of fun. Well, Pearl Jam's a great band to see. I, I've yeah. seen them at Wrigley. Yeah, I saw them there too. I saw them at Wrigley. Did the, the the Let's Play two. Yeah, I, saw I was them at there too. I was at the uh, night one. I was of there. that. I was there. And I was there uh, for both. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm just, I was, yeah. I used to have, I moved into this house, and my next door neighbor, I met him, and he was wearing a Pearl Jam beanie, and I was like, dude, Pearl Jam, that's my band. He's like, I work for the band. And I said, what? He was like, I'm, I work for an accounting firm. We do all the accounting for the band. And I go, no kidding. He's like, yeah, if you ever want tickets, I can hook you up. And I'm like, what? So there was a special website you could go to for friends and family. Mm -hmm. He gave me the link, and you could buy tickets. Yeah face value but then you get there and you're on the friends and family guest list and it was always like first four rows kind of a thing and it was amazing yeah yeah so so what's funny about that it's another thing that taught me a lot you know i uh you know i've been a part of a a lot of kind of charitable organizations right like i was uh, one of the founding board members of world central kitchen with jose andres wow and uh um we we uh you know we did a lot of work together early on uh, it turned into disaster relief um, slowly. Jose t- took it in a different direction, and what we were doing was going to communities and training people with, uh, how to, you know, for for clean cooking and uh, more healthful cooking and uh, safer cooking. Because if you go to some, you know, Latin American or you know, um, you know, African countries, they 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 cook in places with no ventilation, um, and mm. so so I'm like, why are you doing that to yourself? You know, you can. 
probably change that. Um, and, and so we, we spent a ton of time. That's just one of my favorite things in the world to do. And, um, and so we started our own organization called Smile in the World, where I take chefs and dentists and doctors to underprivileged communities. Um, and um, it's been it's been you know abroad first, but we're, we'll be turning our sights on, on uh, yeah, domestically. But you know, as soon as you start in service of that, then all kinds of stuff opens up to you uh, even more. I mean, you know, success has to include um, you know uh, uh, you know uh, those kinds of gifts, uh, and you know. Pearl Jam um, appreciates those things. And so when you're part of those things, they're, they're also very welcoming. I don't have my, my you know, so, so it, you know, it, it, it's another beautiful. You've been blessed in that it's regard. Another, well, it's another beautiful uh, part of, of the exchange of life, right? Like, you know, um, and uh, they're, they're amazing people. Um, and I've had the pleasure of hanging out with, with, with a, f- a couple of them before. And they, um, uh, just always on the right side of of well, whether you agree with them or not, um, I, I think I think you know their their hearts are 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 clean and in the right place as a band, and that's why I've been so con- you know I've connected with them you know holistically. Well, they've spoke to me since I was like thirteen. Yeah, that's right? been like my I'm a couple years before you. I'm forty five, so I'm right a couple years before you. But I saw them at MTSU in 1994, and they brought out Steve Cropper. Booker T and the MTs, he's also the guy who wrote Sitting on Dock of the Bay. Mm. And they played Sitting on the Dock of the Bay with Steve Cropper mm. at that show. And um, only time they've ever played that song. So I feel like I have this one oh, thing. Oh, I got to amazing. go see a show where they played one song the only time they've ever played oh, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. That's amazing. I got to be there. And I have it on I have it on digital, so it's fun. I it's, have the actual I mean, song. The, the, that's a whole, it's a whole universe of experiences as, yeah. as, as uh you know, Pearl Jam shows and music in general. I mean, music is, you know, I, I love being here. That's, you know, our, all of our, all of our t-shirts and all of our merch here is kind of related to music. You know, we have an album cover. We have an album cover with all the, our, a bunch of old, uh, you know, t-shirt taglines and stuff for every store as our songs. We have a, we have a, you know, gold record. We have all this stuff that we've, we've just, you know, been so excited to share with Nashville. Cause I just feel like it, it's, you know, all this idea always of, of uh, you know, uh, of how I see food and, and creativity. It's so aligned with music. And, and so to bring it together here, just, you know, I almost don't care if it doesn't work. You know, I don't care. It's <laughs> like, I love just the opportunity of it. I, I love the I love the opportunity to 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 kind of coalesce around all these kinds of ideas and well, thoughts. We have we've had several musicians on the show here cool. um, just because. We're in Nashville, it's Music City, but I think there's a there's a strong correlation behind what creative musicians do. Songwriting, performing, mm-hmm. and then if you're a chef, you're essentially writing a menu, which is kind of like writing songs. This is a personal expression of yourself that you're giving to the community. It's, it's, it's a love language kind of a it's thing. It's very relative. I'm writing this out there, I'm putting it out there for my community, and then I'm performing it in front of them, and I'm giving it to them, and then they can love it back. And it's a, I think there's a synergy between musicians yeah. and chef in the, in the restaurant world yeah, that I, I love mean, the upside and the downside process. Yeah. The upside and the downside, you see it. It's very clear. Um, you know, you, it's very, uh, it's almost, uh, you know, hand in hand, the type of mentality it takes to put yourself out there as a chef. It's the same as, you know, putting yourself out there. It means your ego's on display, especially early on in your career. You are totally exposed and, you know, a- anything anyone says harms you. Uh, or or elevates you, 
Uh, if and, and if you stay in that space, you see chefs over time who do stay in that space, and you see where they were and you see where they are. It's not always the prettiest thing, right? It's it, it because they knew where their success came from, so they keep throwing the same thing. But if you're not growing, uh, you're kind of not growing, right? So um, you know if that makes any sense. And and so for for us, growth is everything. For us, is evolution of of perspective and evolution of is in tandem with our evolution of our product. Um, constant evolution is is what we're we're in this for and um and we, we we hope to keep it going you know like humbly it's a uh, to, to to us to me especially you know i, I don't expect anything i i you know I, I don't come to this city with any expectations other than to to serve uh, our, our our food and product I, I don't i don't come here with any any preconceived anything i you know i want to learn more that's the only reason i'm here well, i, I want to cool. give and learn caroline anything else you want to add before i've got a game i want to play yeah Let's talk. Do you guys want to play a game? Of course, I want to play I games. Mean, it's not like the Tonight Show or anything, but we're we're gonna play. I want to play games? Are we? What what is it? Uh, this game. Well, I've got two Blackjack? games. Oh. I've got to play. <laughs> I'm into that. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll shuffle these cards. I've got two games. One is called Worst Case Scenario. And one is called Hot Seat. We're gonna start with Hot Seat, and then we're gonna play Worst Case Scenario. We're gonna get everybody in the studio involved here. Please. This will be a little more fun. We're gonna well, even bring in for this? Hannah and. Um, <laughs> Lorena? Lorena? Make sure I get the name. Like, let's say your name wrong on the show. So this first game. never stop smiling. I've, uh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> since I've known them, it's just a constant. A All right, this thing. first game, it, this first one is called Hot Seat, and it's going to be just a random question. I'm going to let everybody pick a card, and you have to answer the question on, uh, on the show here. I'll reach out to you, Jen. All right, and I will take one as well. We're going to start with Caroline. What does your question say, Caroline? Can I get a new one? <laughs> mm. Sorry. Mine is... I have to. What product am I an unpaid spokesperson for? <laughs> That's a great one. That is a good one, but I why am I drawing a blank? You can choose one that we're a paid spokesperson for if you... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I feel like this is a terrible answer because I'm really not this much of a lush, but but the first thing that comes to mind is Kettle One Vodka because I'm just, I drink one thing when I go out for a drink and it's like always a Kettle One Martini, so. There you go. go. Maybe that's it. Nailed it. Okay, good job. (laughs) I like that. Jen, what about you? So my question is, I have a million dollars to donate to a cause. What would I choose? And I would say women's health care specifically around menopause. Okay, I love oh, it. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. Great me, answer. Me too. <laughs> I would definitely do that. Um, dude, I really want a new one. Uh, which celebrity would I most want to be friends with? Eddie Vedder. Yeah, let's just do that. Let's just that, that's an easy one. <laughs> All right, I'll just do that. Are you I, here? We'll I have different. some other thoughts, but it's fine. We'll one more. I get one more. We'll give you a different one. All right. That was an easy one. What is something I wish I did more often? Ooh. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely play my guitar. Okay, play your guitar. I wish you played your guitar, Hannah. You get to you go to move the mic a little bit go towards Hannah. Hannah. Get, in right. get in there. <laughs> it says, "What do I wish I could change about the city I live in?" Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, I'm not a Nashville native, but I have 
lived here for the past 15 years, and so I've seen it grow a lot. I would probably say the infrastructure, just because it's such a rapidly growing city, I feel like they're trying to keep up with how many people are moving here. And Lorena and I were talking about this the other day, but the potholes mm. on the roads are huge. That happens problem. after a snow every time. Yes. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. The infrastructure for our city. <laughs> We're going to go for it. I feel like you led into mine perfectly because it says, what do I have zero tolerance for? And it's potholes. <laughs> <laughs> we are a tax <laughs> uh, Mine is, what would I do if I had 24 hours to live? Ooh, that's a good one. That's how I see every day. Gosh, I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I would just go be with my kids. I would, I would spend every minute of that 24 hours with my family. I mean, I don't think I'd do anything other than that. Whatever the most meaningful thing I could do with my children would be, I mean. Yeah, I mean, uh, any other I got two boys. Any answer other than that is. Yeah, uh, I mean, that would, would just. be a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> if you had kids, right? <laughs> I think I would uh, go yeah. skydiving. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. No. I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm putting all, everything I got on black, man. I don't have kids, so that's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, so this next game is called Worst Case Scenario. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put five worst case scenarios right here on the desk, and then we get to go around and we're going to read what the five worst case scenarios are. Then you get to tell us what the worst case scenario is to you and why. And it might be different for everybody. It might be the same. Ugh. You ready? Sure. Number one, fall off a cruise ship. Is that it? Yes. All right, here's number two. You read them out, Chef. Oh, jeez. I didn't bring my glasses. Find out your parents are racists. <laughs> okay. Jesus. What's going on here? <laughs> Live with a really slow internet connection. And trapped in a rat-infested sewer. <laughs> That's another one? Last one. Oh, There's five. Always have an offensive smell. Okay, so here's our five worst case scenarios. You fall off a cruise ship. You yes. find out your parents are racist. You live with a really slow internet connection, trapped in a rat-infested sewer, or you always have an offensive smell. What is your worst case scenario? Out of these, the worst one? Yeah, what's the worst one for you? What would you say was the worst one? It's a real, it's a, it's a, it, it's a real tight race between two of them. Um, uh, the the offensive smell one really speaks to me. I I, I have a hard time with those. Um, to always have an offensive uh, smell. I, if you walk in a room, is that you? So yes, you know, that's I, me. I, I, that's I, I wear an extraordinary amount of cologne. That Jen, Jen tells me, and you know, I, my purpose is <laughs> Jen tells really, you. really to. Uh, so you, do. you know, like when I sell my car, like I want you people to be like, who the hell sometimes. was in here? Right. I want I want that <laughs> level of cologne usage in my life. So, um, you know, the trapped in a rat infested sewer, you know, you know, that's, uh, you know, pretty bad. That's that's probably the one that's going to create the offensive smell. Yeah. Those two. I mean, what kind of questions are these men? I mean, my parents racist. No. Um, yeah. No, I, I guess I guess I. uh if I have to be to totally honest, I could never live with an offensive smell around. Okay. Me all the time. Who wants to Especially go next? Especially if I was the cause of it, I would. I'd rather, I'd rather be in a rat-infested sewer. So yes, that's me. Jen, I have to say that the rat-infested sewer is probably uh, 
That's probably my number one, but that close More number than two. More than the slow internet connection? I've seen you unable to send an email. It's not a pretty, it's not a pretty site. You have to live with it, I think, forever. That's like, true. just a really slow internet connection. Although I can't stop thinking about falling off a cruise ship now that you've said it. I don't cruise. All these are funny for me in Jen's situation for some reason. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So yours is... It's probably rat infested. rats. Okay. Yeah, but I'm now going to be, you know, afraid of falling off a ship. So <laughs> Hannah, let's go with you next. What do you guys got? Um, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are all bad. Yeah. Um, it's worst case scenario. Well, I have an irrational fear of rodents, so I'm going to go with trapped in a rat infested sewer. Personally, yes. <laughs> I was just there and I saw a rat fall from the ceiling and roll and proceed to keep coming like right in front of me. And, and the rats there are like three times the size. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I do have a question. So with the trapped in a rat infested sewer, are we assuming like we're, we're forever trapped? We live in the rat infested sewer? Yeah. I think you just take it however you want. I don't think there's rules to this. Okay. I think if... Maybe for an hour? I don't know. You're right. Five minutes is too much for me. Yeah. Um, I hate to be a sheep, but I, I also would not be able to do trapped in a rat-infested sewer. So. All right. Caroline? I'm, I'm going to go with cruise ship. Um, <laughs> I also, like, some, some friends and family are actually just recently trying to convince me to go on a cruise, which I've never been on one before. Me and neither. over the years, I'm like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm a nervous traveler sure. in general. And they've kind of worn me down to the point that I'm really considering it, especially because like the Virgin Cruise is like, no kids are allowed. And I'm just like, maybe. <laughs> but then I started, I think as a result of having these conversations, the TikTok algorithm started like p giving me cruise ship disaster terrifying oh, videos. No, no, no. And like North Sea TikTok. And I'm just like, the moment I was considering going on a cruise, I never, ever will now. So. Well, you do make a lot of sense because if you fall off a cruise ship, yeah. you would love to smell bad and be in, in the sure. sewer. Well, so that this, right? that's going to be mine as well. The cruise ship? Because it does make a lot of sense. Well, yeah. because if worst case scenario, I'll just break it down. Always have offensive smell. I'm still going to be alive. Right? Trapped in a rat-infested sewer, <laughs> you're going to yeah. be alive, I'd rather die theoretically. Die. Live with a really slow internet, you're alive. Uh, find out your parents are racist. Yeah, I mean, that's, at this point, I mean... We I, live I, in the South. I mean, yeah. we live in the South. Like, <laughs> all, all our parents are racist. If you have old life. enough parents, you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not saying my parents are I'm just saying. I'm not saying. Um, I'll just read between Fall the off a cruise ship, <laughs> you're probably going to die. I mean, you're probably not going to make it. And out not of that. only are you going to die, but it's going to be like an awful. animal is going to yeah, eat you at some what point. If you survive, how uh, awesome would that be? So that's that. That's I'm not taking that risk. In the yeah. worst case scenario, I don't want to fall off a cruise ship and die in the middle of the ocean. But also for you, because you have kids of a certain age, it means you would probably be on like a Disney cruise. So you would have first had to live through going on a Disney cruise. <laughs> and you'd probably have Maybe like, you would have thrown yourself off the boat at that point. You, and you, you, you may have some like, you know, Minnie Mouse, uh, you know, floaties yeah, that would I, keep you up. That might be. So that the sharks could eat that. me while I'm still alive. I, I, could, I, I mean, I would immediately just begin swallowing water. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's time Bless. to go. I think it's time to go. 
Okay, guys. Well, see, that was fun. I really appreciate you guys doing uh, that thank with you us. Guys, by the way, for taking interest in us and and uh, talking to me about. Well, all I've this got stuff. one last thing for you. Okay. This is the final thing that we do. It is the Gordon Food Service final thought. Ooh. Gordon Food Service is our fine, amazing title sponsor. We love them. If you don't have a broadline vendor here in Nashville, Gordon Food Service Gordon. is the way to go. It's a great name. They're amazing. The only family-owned broadliner. Oh, really? oh, cool. Everybody else is public and huge, and they're still family-owned, and they're amazing. So they support our final thought. What that is is you can take us out. Whatever you want to say, as long as you want to say it, doesn't have. you could talk about uh, your charity or surmise the conversation. Say whatever you want to the city of Nashville. The mic is yours. You get to take us oh, out. Oh, man, and thank you uh, all very much uh, for this. This has been so much. I'm always interested um, to see. Or, or maybe more surprised that um, you know uh, that people. I, I love how people are interested in, in in the food scene of any city, and this last night was a great example of of uh, of, of that. I was I was really you know overwhelmed by the by the reaction by how many people came out on a Monday night. I know uh, Nashville's kind of uh, and you know I'm, I'm learning uh, the kind of ebbs and flows of who goes out when and what's going on and. Um, so to see a packed house at Bastion last night um, um, was um, amazing, uh, and uh, we we're just so grateful uh, to be here, and so grateful to be able to talk about uh, how we see um, and how I see uh, restaurants and, and life in general, and it's also relative to me. Um, I've um, you know I, I I hope to be able to to you know not just spread our food and our product you know and, and let that grow. But um, I, I, I really hope that in general we're able to grow in, in the city and the state and, um, and uh, elevate people's lives um, as you know, people who work for us, you know, challenge people. Because, you know, I tell everybody everything's in the challenge. Everything that we do um, uh, is on the other side of something that sucks. Everything that's special is on the other side of something that's, that you would not want to deal with. Um, and so... Sometimes I create those moments for our cooks. <laughs> Sometimes I mean I I create those moments uh, for people who work with me, um, and uh, Jen. <coughs> and uh, and I think um, we see a lot of people um, growing and stepping up and um, contributing more and feeling freer to contribute and, and to to our brand. And um, we hope it speaks to the community here. Um, so far, it's been uh, um, no, nothing but but incredible. Uh, it's uh, you know, you you would think that um, when you do this enough times, uh, it just becomes like whatever, uh, and it's not. It for me, uh, this is a, an extraordinarily um, beautiful and special moment to be able to 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 bring things that I I, I think about um, into life, and because only because. I have such an amazing uh, team of people that that elevate it. Um, it's really only because of that. Uh, other 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 than that, it's it would just be me sitting on a couch thinking of stuff, and you know, you know it, that doesn't go anywhere without without um, uh, the the support, the love, the respect, and 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 the service of other people. So for us, we, we uh, we're happy to be in, in such a warm place, uh, uh, hos- uh, such a hospitable place. And uh, this this moment right here is um, uh, is an example of it. So uh, thank you, 
thank you so much for your time. And I feel like we could talk forever. So um, I'll, I'll stop there and uh, just say thanks very much. We're very grateful for you all. Well, thank you very much for your time today to come share with us, and we're excited to have you in town. Welcome to Nashville. Thank you, man. I'm right down the street. Welcome to Green Hills. If there's ever anything I can do for you, we're neighbors, so just let me know. You need a cup of milk or something, I got you. That's so nice of you. Same here. I got (laughs) dozen eggs. I got got some tacos. I got empanadas for you, the the closed ones. The closed ones. And and, uh, all kinds of stuff, good stuff for you, so... Thanks again. Thanks, all right. everybody. Thank you all for being here. Thank this you. was fun. Thank you. Thank all right. You. Big thanks again to Chef Victor Albisu and Jen and Hannah and Lorena. And man, isn't it great hearing Caroline's voice back on this show? Something about it just makes me so happy. Nice having her in studio. I miss my friend and I'm glad that she's back. So, um, Yeah, there we go. Hope that you have a wonderful Valentine's week. We'll be back next week with more interviews with restaurant people here in Nashville. Hope you guys are being safe out there. Love you guys. Bye.